welcome to the 433rd consecutive release of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who's feeling a lot better this week about saying release when talking about this fucking movie than he did last week. And joining me yeah. in that release is my co-host, Matt. Yeah, you're going to really like that release. <laughs> mm-hmm. This week we're talking. Really get into some of that release, aren't you? This week we're talking about Emmanuel or Sister Emmanuel, which, uh, as our audience already knows, I have a thing for nunsploitation, and it's a real bad habit of mine. Ah, that's good stuff. I also have a thing for girls in Catholic school girl uniforms, and we get a little bit of both because this is a Catholic nunnery that also houses wayward women and tries to gain them a sense of morality. I mean, if you think about it, it's not a bad. Bad program? It could be a lot worse. Yeah, I just wish the Catholic Church wasn't running it because, let's face it, all that is is just an excuse for fucking rape oh, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 pretty fucking terrible. I don't know why they they shouldn't be allowed to do anything. It's it's horrible. <laughs> That's the real reason Catholic priests are opposed to abortion is because it cuts down on their options. Damn, but true. Ah, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. Okay, so this week because it's an exploitation, I wanted to take a little bit more of a sex positive attitude because part of the theme is also a libertine young woman who knows what she wants and really just wants sex and will pursue that. Now, she is a little bit cruel and she does some very mean things in this, but the actual... She definitely, however, she has weaponized her sex against other people. Right. That's the part that and I not just like with. against people who deserve it, but against people who are innocent to her wants and desires. Right. Now, it's also sort of a fantasy film, so we'll get into that as well, but let's not ruin it. Yeah, but we'll get into it. Um, now I wanted to just basically state right off the bat that the sex positive attitude that I'm taking is towards a person that like you could look at this film, ignore the the things that she's doing that are horrible, but like when she's actually just wanting to pursue sex as a way to enjoy herself, that sex positive attitude is what I wanted to celebrate a little bit. So yeah, I picked all plasmatics and or Wendy O. Williams songs that are about wanting sex in a very primalistic, very, very aggressive manner, but are from a female perspective. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I love love listening to Wendy O sing about that stuff anyway and wishing she was singing it to me. And uh, in this movie, all of the things that Emmanuel is doing sexually wise, I wish she was talking with me. But, you know, we'll get into that as well. Anyway. We love the ladies out here at Cinema (laughs) Psyops. Wow, that got really creepy really fast. So I'm going to play the Legion. That was was real creepy, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Going to play the Legion Patreon ad to try and bring us back from that. And then immediately following that, we're going to have the song Want You Baby with the Plasmatics right after this. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now... Back to the cutting room.
what you're thinking, Matt, but no, I'm not playing that song at two times speed. That is exactly how fast the Plasmatics played that song. That's awesome. That's just fucking great. And see, those lyrics, having someone that you may be into and want also sexually say, want you, baby, na 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 now. I mean, that you, you're going to be into that. You want to hear someone say that shit to you. I, I absolutely do. It sounds like a great time. <laughs> I mean, I don't want no more babies, but, you know, I I, I understand the, the, the like that everyone has for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind being called baby in that context, but, yeah, I don't circle slash baby for myself. But let's give the people what they really want, and let's talk about Sister Emmanuel. Sister Emmanuel, here we go. The first 20 minutes, we see Sister E and another nun. They're riding up on a boat. They come up on a guy. There's dialogue. Hey, it's our first clip. This is our way. I had an important appointment, didn't I? Sir, I'm very sorry. The trains are more late every day. That happens now that Italy's without a good station master. Before this government, the trains ran on time. I'm glad you're here, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Please step this way. I've been anxious for you to get started with my sweet little Monica, my only daughter. You wrote to us that she's a bit on the lively side and somewhat undisciplined. But girls these days, you know how they are. Undisciplined? You must be joking. Monica's still a baby. Of course, she has her weak points. We all do. Which we'll try to correct with Christian patience. Marvelous. Now I've got to run. Sergio, come here. My wife will see you to the station in the motorboat. I hope you'll forgive my rushing off like this. Sergio, come and get the sister's luggage, will you? Yes, Senor Cazabriga. You are Monica, I guess. Is this a friend? No, this is my mother. Oh, but she can't be. She... Not really, no. It's just that I'm married to Monica's father, and so she calls me mother. During this, Emmanuel and this daughter, Monica, seem to share a stare. They they share, like, this little moment, so... Uh, uh, so, uh, as they drive the boat now to the train station, the daughter and the stepmom are really inappropriate, right? Like, they're cuddling kind of one another, they give each other a long kiss. Really inappropriate. I would say it's extremely appropriate for those of us that like mommy's girl. Yeah, no, that's, in, it's in, it's in a propes. It's inappropriate. They're step. That's not blood relation. It's fine. Yeah, but they, she's married to the world's father. It's fine. Some families share things. You, you it, I know, I have a fucked up way about me. Let's move on. So, stepmom and daughter share a weird kiss, and then the daughter leaves to the nuns. They board a train, and that's our next clip. I'll wake you up at 6.30 with a hot cup of coffee. I'll be up long before that. Could I have some whiskey to help me digest my dinner? I was tempted to overeat in the restaurant car. Certainly. Thank you. Good night, sisters. If you ladies happen to need anything during the night, uh, I mean really anything at all, just press the call button by your bed. Good night. Good night. Monica and I will retire now. I hope you get a good sleep. Now, why is my compartment so far away from yours and right next to the bathroom? Sister Cecile, I thought you wanted it like that. With your condition. Ah, yes, indeed. It's better that way. Good night, and don't forget that y'all must die. Of course. Oh, sister. What is it? You mean we all must die? (laughs) Naturally. You're included as well. Of course, my dear. I said something else, but I meant we. Good night to you. Good night. Good night. (sighs) At last, the two of us completely alone. Do you think it's boring sleeping with me? Get undressed, Monica. I'll take the upper bunk. Okay. Did my father tell you why he's sending me to the convent school? No, he didn't. Why is he? He's jealous over Chris, his child bride. He's asking for it, marrying such a young and beautiful wife. Naturally, she's going to be fooling around with other guys. Chris is 30 years younger. What does he expect? Stop it, Monica, and go to sleep. All right, sister. You're the boss. Daddy thinks I'm going to stay put in that school, sister. But he's got it all wrong. Are you there? What is it now? What made a pretty girl like you want to enter a convent? Haven't you ever heard of vocation? Vocation. I've heard of it, but I wouldn't waste a face like yours in a convent, sister. Monica, be quiet and go to sleep. Sister, can you sleep like that? With your clothes on? Ah, she's modest. Doesn't want me to see. 
God damn, that's a great way to start your movie. Yeah, and uh, the young lady, uh, Monica, gets naked during this whole scene. So thanks, movie. Yeah, if you're into Monica's body, uh, you get to see it like the whole way through the film for like Yeah, the whole movie, she's in some sort of state of undress. Mostly she's completely naked and the actress is really good about displaying her vag on screen for like a good portion of dead center camera right there for you. So most of the shots, you're sitting there going... I saw everything. Right? No doubt. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So then that night, um, the storm scares Monica and she hops in the ease bunk with her. And then she tells a story about how she, you know, this this kind of weather always gets to her. She was walking and it was raining and she was accosted by three men who raped her. When we see in the real story, it's a sunny beach. She found three men just sleeping on the beach, kicked sand at them, ran away. And when they followed her, she got naked and uh, she took them and uh, she she did her business. So but she's lying to Emmanuel for some weird reason to get sympathy, that kind of stuff. Uh, she's luring her into a tender trap. She is using Emmanuel's empathy and sympathy for the situation to uh, go against her or using it against her to get her to drop her guard and have her embrace the girl to try and basically ensnare her in a sexual trap. That's she's manipulative yeah. from the start and i am here for this all day yeah right <laughs> it's abhorrent so, uh, behavior in real life but my god watching it in a fantasy film totally fine with totally totally cool we're, we're fine we're fine um so then she makes a pass at emmanuel and emmanuel kicks her out of the bed emmanuel then wakes up and monica is gone she goes to look for her and finds monica blowing the dude and it was some real shit man uh, that was that was some real shit uh yeah mouth went around actual fucking cock in that and it's it's the yeah. only hardcore penetrative is- sex in the film. That's it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it, it was real shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like ho- kind of hoping we would get some more of that kind of stuff later on with like some of the nun sex being a little bit more hardcore, but that was it. And, uh, yeah. kind of unnecessary other than to demonstrate that she was giving the guy head. Uh, they probably could have trimmed that down for an American release uh, without too much yeah. problems and still got an R rating somewhere. Probably. They could have just covered all that up. So, yeah. Yeah, just the shots of the mouth and cock together. Like, because there's shots of her bouncing her head up and down that just yeah. are implying it that don't show anything. And they could have gotten away with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, Emmanuel then goes back to bed. She is obviously turned on by what she saw. Claudia, or, uh, Monica comes back uh, claiming that she was just out getting water. Uh, they pull up to, uh, so then we cut to, they're driving now. They're pulling up to this old girl's school or co- uh, convent, whatever it is. Uh, this causes Monica to flip out. She tries to run, but uh, Emmanuel slaps and wrestles her around a bit. They fight, and they then later sedate her, and that's the end of the first 20 minutes. While they're fighting, uh, Manuel also has what are obviously not nuns panties on that are kind of no. silky and white. They're very silky panties in the head nun definitely takes a gander yeah yeah also uh she is wearing stockings that have the elastic that will hold them up but only come up about thigh high and I just got to say, this whole entire sequence, oh my gosh. It's a thing. The the whole thing where she's yeah. trying to hold her down, but has her like kind of straddled and stuff. Like, this movie knew what it was doing to us. and it, it I'm Yeah, this it. movie definitely knew what, what it was doing. Yeah. Definitely. This it had is, us going. This is a solid 20 minutes. I so was just relaxed and chilled. Because so far, I mean, a lot of the sexual stuff, if it gets a little aggressive and or manipulative, it's very much a fantasy film. You can tell that it's sort of... Um, like erotic fiction that they're trying to do here where there's a person the the mythic person that can kind of tell that someone has desires they don't want to admit and then they coax that out of them that's sort of like the temptress pan god of sex kind of thing that this main character that we follow being brought into the nunnery because laura jemsner's emmanuel is not the main character in this no she is not we are following this young lady who uh, apparently seduced her stepmom and is now being forced into this uh, life here at this catholic school nunnery for wayward girls and uh all of this is just completely okay so far everything that's happening on screen i'm okay with in a fantasy film and this is all 
all just one giant thank you movie thus far. That's right. Everything's going just fine. <laughs> this movie is pretty much the one that I think I'm going to enjoy the most with uh, Laura Gemsner in it. I think this is the one that I'm going to go back to more, even than Emmanuel in Bangkok, because that one gets a really hardcore. That one's a hardcore fuck film. This yeah. one, this one I could probably get away with playing because everybody would know that I'm into nuns anyway, and that's why I'm fucking naughty little boy wanting to watch this one. Plus, so no, as you don't ask any of us to spank you afterwards, that would be great. <laughs> I, I mean, the offer is implied, but it's never asked for. N- never it's asked. Just, it's just the implication. The worst. So anyway, <laughs> we can move on. I just wanted to state that um, I actually, I did. I really like this film. Uh, I have to admit that if you are watching it purely for the purulent interest, that it means just to get you horny, Emmanuel in Bangkok is the way to go. That is your fault. Yeah, Emmanuel in Bangkok, if you're just looking for something just to, if, if you don't have a specialty uh, kink you're into, Emmanuel in Bangkok is where to go. Now, if you have a few kinks, there are a few other movies you can go to. <laughs> This one specifically for me, and we can move on to the next 20 with that framed. All right. We start the next 20 with our next clip. I was convinced of your sincerity and your penitence. I welcomed you, a wayward sinner, because I felt you wanted to leave the filthy swamps in which you had lived and create a new and holy life for yourself. I thought that God would perform a miracle for us, and instead... But I have done nothing wrong, Mother. I don't understand. You don't? What about those panties? You call them nothing. Panties? What panties? Why, you shameless thing. While you were struggling to subdue that insane child, I saw that you were not wearing the underclothes prescribed by your order. Forgive me. Forgive me. It's true, Reverend Mother. I wasn't wearing them because the rough linen is irritating to my skin. Is that so? Sacrilege. Sacrilege. You dare to talk to me of your skin. The flesh should be purified and punished for your sins. For your sins! I'll do it. I'll do it, Reverend Mother. I'll wear them for castigation. To humiliate my flesh and to make me suffer. I beg you to grant me your forgiveness. Do not throw me back into the evil I came from. Very well. This time you are forgiven. But remember what I say to you. From now on, sinful sister, I shall keep an eye on you. And if I find you again wearing that rag of perdition, I shall expel you from our order and invoke Satan's punishment upon you. I'll send you to a charity hospital. (laughs) Wow, that's a wrathful, wrathful woman that really just doesn't want you wearing any panties other than the regulation. Uh, I mean, listen, man, uh, apparently, especially back in the old days, if you're going to be running a convent or a clinic or something for young children, you had to be the biggest asshole in the world. (laughs) I think that's still the case to be one in the Catholic Church. No, that's probably not wrong. Yeah. Um, So then uh, we cut to Monica. She wakes up and she goes to the bathroom, starts cleaning up, and she meets her new roommate. And that is our next clip. Do you have these attacks of hysteria often? And how about your attacks of asininity? Do you have them often? Listen, we all know around here you're a pest. That's why they put you with me. Don't tell me that. You're one as well. No. You don't get the picture. I get the best marks in class. Sure, I might have guessed. I also get the best marks for conduct. Marks are bullshit. (laughs) Really, you could try the most patient of the saints. Listen to this. Don't tell me you're in line for sainthood. No, not yet. But I'm pretty certain that I very soon could be, if I could only get you to act decently, Monica. Ah, that's why they put me in with you. Of course that's a reason why. Will you cooperate? Don't worry, I'm not going to do anything to prevent you from getting high grades. Or should I say, winning a halo. Thank you, I think we're going to be friends. That's right. Ah, what about a little kiss to celebrate our friendship? So fucking dirty and manipulative. Uh Uh-huh. And she gives her a kiss, and uh, and all the while she's actually in a state of undress here, too, and she changes. Right, she's so recognizing that this girl is into her and not realizing that that's what she's into and sort of manipulating her way into getting some from her. That's totally what's happening here. And this naughty little imp has got my attention all day. Yeah. Well, anyway, now they're late to dinner and Monica must now read the, from the book that uh, Emmanuel is reading from. And when they hand off the book, she instantaneously holds uh, Emmanuel's hand. She has to drag it away. Uh, later that night, 
Emmanuel's getting ready for bed. She gets naked. Uh, there's a storm going on, and Monica jumps into her roommate's bed because, you know, she's scared of storms. Or so she um, says. Yep. Manuel has to get into her shower robe because she is a, a nun. They have to shower clothes. And she starts showering. <laughs> is that Mon- true? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's true, but that, I mean, she put on a robe to shower. So I'm just telling I'm just assuming no sane person would do that. <laughs> right. But I didn't even know, like, if nuns are ever allowed to be disrobed or what. <laughs> I mean, they have to eventually be disrobed once to, like, wear new robes. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The shower robe thing was weird. I just wasn't sure what was going on. And you know more about it, Catholicism than I do. All I know is that it's just a big excuse to be able to rape babies. Kind of. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Monica then starts fooling around with her roommate. Uh, this was pretty hot. <laughs> yes. Very, yeah. very much. So, uh, this was a yeah. whole bunch of thank you movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Everything was pretty good here. Um, the camera lingers on, um, crotch shots as well. And there's a couple of times when ladies are spreading their legs for each other and rubbing each other with their hands. And I'm all like, I saw everything. <laughs> Right. Well, so uh, then uh, uh, while Emmanuel is showering, she hears the rain. She goes, oh, shit. You know, Monica, God damn it. She runs. She gets to the door, opens it up, and she watches Monica go down on her new roommate. And, she's, you know, everyone's having a good time. So she closes the door. And then she realizes, oh, no, uh, the nuns are coming. So she hides. And one nun is, you know, the older one who has uh, medical issues. She's talking about how uh, she's like uh, going to every door going, remember we're all going to die. We're, we, we all die. We all need to die. Um, yeah. It's, it's really nice. Uh, and uh, then the head nun walks by and she sees the puddle and she blames the older nun for her uh, bladder issues. Um, so there you go. Yeah, it's a bad um, bit of body humor that just doesn't work. Yeah. So then we cut to the girls are all outside for some outdoor learning and Monica uh, and her roommate are going to try to go sneak off together to use the bathroom, quote unquote. But uh, Sister E is like, that's not happening. One can go. So then Monica goes. She heads this little hideout area and there's a dude hiding out there and he has a gun and uh, he grabs her and tosses her into the shack, but they share a look and a smile. Then Monica comes back and she joins the rest of the group and they're like, hey, what took you so long? She goes, oh, well, I almost died. And she goes, I, and they were like, well, maybe we should over there. She goes, I went. It's like a pit of snakes all that so like oh god and they all ran away so then later on that night she monica sneaks out she meets that guy and that is our next clip monica where's the secret place i'll show you where it is come on come on this way come on listen are you sure nobody knows not a soul they're all asleep don't worry you're renee i figured it out how did you do that i saw your picture in the paper and i read about the awful things you've done you really must be crazy <laughs> You've got half the country scared to death of you the way you carry on. If they catch you, you're really in for it. <laughs> Aren't you afraid? No. Why? Should I be? Hmm. Actually, I have a weakness for men like you. So you trust me? Sure I do. Because by coming here, you've put yourself completely in my hands, haven't you? I guess so. So this dude is carrying this like really short-barreled rifle that was uniquely modified. It looked like the sort of stock for like an AK Kalashnikov style rifle, but it clearly had been modified because the clip that was put in it was a much smaller caliber bullet. And uh, you could see like where there was like an adapter plate screwed onto it and stuff. But the barrel itself, it was like a short-barreled rifle, basically, that they made, but with like a smaller caliber, like almost 9mm or maybe 30, compared to what like a Kalashnikov would actually fire. And I wanted to learn more about that gun, because I thought it was really cool looking, and it's kind of interesting that this guy carries it around. Yeah, it's a a, short-barreled AK-47 almost. Yeah, but it was a much smaller clip. Like, it was modified for a much smaller caliber as well. It's really weird and unique looking. I just, I needed to comment on it, and that way I can stop talking about it, even though I obsessed with it every time it was on screen. <laughs> well, anyway, they get up to the tower area, they get naked, and they start boning down like a lot, and that's the end of that 20 minutes. And uh, their consensual sex is naughty and dirty, and she's really enjoying herself, and I'm loving everything about this devilish little imp that uh, yeah, she is. Uh, she is. She's on fire right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a good 40 minutes, everyone. We've had a good 40 minutes. 
Yeah, see, I look at this film sort of like how I would view something like an Embrace of the Vampire, right? Which is yeah. the very, very famous original one had Alyssa Milano trying to break out of her, you know, teen star role and be taken more serious as a, you know, woman, essentially, is I believe yeah. how that role is supposed to take place. And that film is 100% a bunch of things that happen sexually to her where you feel like she's almost being manipulated into a situation, but it's from her perspective and she's still into the sex and this doing the same thing only this time it's a person who is recognizing that people actually want her and is relentless in getting what she wants from them because she yeah. notices the micro expressions of lust or something that that she zones in on all these people and yes it's very much a fantasy in both cases where you know in real life you wouldn't hope that people are treating each other like this you would definitely not want to think it's cool for someone to be like this but in this sort of little fantasy world where we just get to play around around with a little blurred edges it's fine i think it's actually rather enjoyable the way that she's manipulating people and to be able to watch it because she's supposed to be this sultry seductress that no one can resist and really yeah everybody makes decisions that they make she may lie and manipulate people into doing things but she also recognizes that they're things that people want to do and she is very much a vile temptress devil character that they never really go full supernatural with and i am here for this all fucking day i am loving this 40 minutes yeah yeah, this has been this has been a real just fine forty minutes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's there's no problems with any of this. You can enjoy all this and have yourself a great time. Yeah, with these naughty naughty people. Yeah, and again, it's gonna get a little bit more manipulative. It's gonna be a lot more lying and intrigue and things like that. And yes, in real life, manipulating someone or using deception as a way to get sex from someone is one hundred percent assault. That is wrong. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Very wrong. In so the, wrong. In the context of this film, we're seeing manipulation and um, people trying to come to terms with their own lust that they very much have. So us celebrating it in this film, I think we need to put it into that context as this is a fantasy. And that is the assertion this fantasy is making is that this is all things these people want to do anyway. She just gives them yeah. an excuse by manipulating them into doing it. Yes, exactly. We can move on. That to is that, it's actually a really good thing. Yeah. yeah the good. Uh, uh, That's how I what am I it. looking for. Yeah, a, a good um, perspective to keep on. Perspective. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I look at it like they're hinting that it's a supernatural effect that she has. But my guess is that she's hyper intuitive and hypersexual. So she recognizes when people have like a micro expression of lust because everybody has that moment where they can't control themselves and they bite their lip when they're looking at someone else and they pray that no one noticed that they just did it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's got that. Oh, I want to fuck that moment where they mm -hmm. make that that brief of face that they can't yeah. like they don't block it and they can't stop it and it's just a it's just a rush of hormones that happens and you know what there are people that are really good at picking up on that and they will fucking zone in on you like a hawk if they're into that seeing that in your face they will it happens that's true yeah <laughs> thankfully there are people out there that will do that for us <laughs> <laughs> we can move on to the next 20. Uh, yeah. All right. Next 20. Uh, so they wake up in the morning, decide to get right back to it and start boning some more. Uh, then Monica gets back to her room and showers and her roommate is getting pretty jelly of her going out there all the time. And so the, but you know, Monica being the little sociopath she is, she's able to talk her roommate into rubbing her down from being angry to rubbing her down. Yeah. She basically threatens her with, I won't ever have sex with you again. And considering that this is probably the first time that girl has ever known a sexual touch, let alone probably was given an orgasm by someone who cared enough to take the time to do it, she is going to forever be manipulated by this girl. Yeah, right? Jesus. Um, <laughs> Until someone else makes her come just as hard, right? That's what's going to happen. Yeah, right? Uh, so, um, yeah, and then, so then the next day, uh, 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 so the next day, everyone's outside again, kind of just hanging out, and Monica and her roommate keep touching each other's hands. Uh, uh, then uh, the head nun walks over to Manuel, checks her undergarments they're they're the right kind so the the the, the head nuns okay with uh Emmanuel. then uh monica talks to her roommate and asks her to get a uh a message out to emmanuel so the roommate uh, goes to emmanuel and that is our next clip anna what's the matter are you ill i've got to speak to you sister at this hour my dear all right tell me something serious i guess so monica has started getting up during the night she puts her clothes in a bundle under the blanket so it looks as though she's still in bed. She did it tonight, too. 
Where does she go? Into the tower. You mean you didn't realize it? Of course not. How could I? And what does she do in the tower? That's what I was asking myself. What does she do every night in the tower? Anna, you do wrong to come here. This is scandal and foolish gossip. Go back to your room immediately and ask pardon from heaven for your impure thoughts. Yes, sister. <laughs> this movie's fucking great. It really is. Uh, so then we're, we're having some uh, more tower fun here. Uh, more Monica. She's she's doing a strip tease for the guy. Emmanuel comes in and Monica sees her, but neither one say anything. Then uh, Emmanuel remembers back to a time when uh, she, she gave a guy a blowjob. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Then she yells out her own name while thinking about it, and that makes the guy go, oh, holy shit, there's someone here. He catches her, and that is our next clip. Stop. Monica, down here a second. Who's she? All the other girls like her? She's not a student. She's one of the nuns. Monica. And who are you? All right, sis. Let me introduce myself. My name's Renee. I rob banks. Push drugs, a little of this, a little of that. You know, sister, you gotta do something if you want to make a living. And you let him in here? Yes. He's acted like an angel to me. I'm going to expose your presence in front of the Mother Superior. No, you mustn't tell. And who's going to stop me? You? No, he will. Listen to me, sister. I wouldn't like to be guilty of a massacre. I think it'd be better if you'd shut up. Monica, the man said to shut up. As long as nobody else suspects that he's here, you and I are the only ones who know. And who are going to know. That means we're accomplices. So? All right. I'll be quiet. But get this clear. I'll do it for the sake of the pupils. I won't take any responsibility for a massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I love this devilish little imp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel has a moment while she's outside, and then she finds Anna, the roommate, and that is our next clip. Didn't I tell you to go back to your room and ask forgiveness for your sin? Did you? Why don't you pray for yourself? Anna, you're upset. You don't know what you're saying. I know exactly what I'm saying. Monica told me everything. Everything? All about you and she getting romantic. She confessed that you two see each other every night in the tower. Did you really say that? Yes. And you believed her? Yes. Anna, look at me. I, I swear on the habit I wear, on the Bible itself, that there is no truth in what Monica has told you. She is a wicked girl, worse than I could imagine. You must believe me. Anna, Anna, I beg you. You must believe me. Yes, I do. How relieved I am that you believe this. To believe a lie, such an awful thing of a teacher, a nun. It's horrible. It must have been an unbearable blow for your purity and innocence. What did you feel? Unburden your thoughts. Jealousy started eating at me. I was spiteful all the time. I've never had such an intense emotion. Jealous, you say? Jealous of me? Yes, because you see, I'm mad about Monica. But now I see this whole thing was just a joke on her part to get me to prove how mad. Thanks, sister. Get the bread, please. Yes, sister. Morning, sister. I heard the mother say that you were working lunch for today. Are you angry with me, Sister Manuel? Monica, how many lies have you told? Why did you tell Anna that... What else could I tell her? That there was a mad, murdering criminal in the tower. So I made up a story. Monica, you're very clever at confusing me. Why did you get me to the tower? Why did you involve me in your intrigues? Why is there so much wickedness in you? One day I explained the trauma of my life, but it was beyond you. I understood quite well. You were violated when you were very young and your psychic balance has been upset. But this does not justify you. You're unfair, sister. I need somebody to help me, but you're not interested. Monica, it's how you reacted to that violence that I don't understand. You should detest me. And instead, for a time I despised both men and women, including my father. Holy fucking victim blaming there, Emmanuel. Yeah, but I mean, but she's not a victim of anything. Well, she's talking about, yes, you were assaulted, but <laughs> she can't tell this woman how she needs to react to her trauma or how she can react to her trauma or what is normal. It's true, but in the end, that woman is, uh, is, is lying about everything. <laughs> yes, 
That is absolutely fair. But also, Emmanuel shouldn't be telling this young woman anything about her fucking sex life as a nun who is very clearly not wanting to be a fucking nun. Yeah, right. She's like, yeah, she's she ain't into all that. She's like, no, thank you. We can move on. I'm good. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if you had anything back. So then we do a flashback of Mon- Monica and her stepmom hooking up, uh, which is okay. Um, fucking hot, I think, are the words you're looking for. It's fucking hot. Yeah, yeah she's not bad. And then the father walks in and he's like, oh, my God. And she's like, hey, you told me to get uh, to know my mom. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, did she ever get to know her in the biblical sense, if you know what I mean? And I think you do uh are you just gonna not even bring up the banana at all like oh yeah i was about to say and then we have a banana and they peel a banana mouth it for a bit and then monica uses it on her stepmother can we talk about how this is probably not going to be a very good dildo to use depending upon the strength of the pc muscles of the person receiving it yeah exactly i mean now maybe if you'd have kept it peeled but uh peeling it's just uh come on yeah having the appeal on it but making sure that it's still safe would be the more optimum usage because uh as anyone who has ever handled a peeled banana knows it's very brittle and it would be more like pushing rope in there so unless the whole thing was just to mash the fucking banana into the opening and let the mashed bits just do what they're gonna do and that's what matters it's not nearly as erotic as everyone thinks of an insertion because it's gonna turn into a banana paste there unless that's what if, if that's what you're into and that's what they're doing is making banana paste in her vagina then cool that's what they're achieving because it's not going to really work as a dildo it's going to fall apart no yeah it's it's a little weird it's a little weird <laughs> right and like i said um depending upon the strength of the pc muscles it's going to happen very quickly like one little twitch and that banana is going to just be done it's going to be mad yeah that's true but god <laughs> almighty but what, what a good time everyone had yeah um, and i'm picturing all of that by the way so maybe that's where the erotic thing comes in like where you try to contemplate how a banana would be useful in that situation and that's supposed to turn you on maybe yeah i, I don't know but it, either way the, 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 i mean everything's coming she, up Bill she, House, she no put a, she put uh <laughs> she, she put up a uh, uh, she put a banana in her uh, stepmom's vagina <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that they were just getting to know each other uh, i don't it, it, jesus christ biblically, so anyway, speaking, <laughs> biblically speaking they were just getting to know uh each other. so then after dad walks in this leads back to the current time frame in our next clip the ideal treatment for such a child Actually, if you want to know, I think he was beginning to get funny ideas himself. Stop it! Stop it! My God, what's the matter? You do everything possible to get me to tell you these things, and it makes you lose your temper. I'm beginning to think you nuns are absolutely screwed up. <laughs> it's true. And she is not wrong. Yeah, they got some serious bad habits. Yeah, and that is the end of that 20 minutes before we go into the final 30. Jesus, man. The first hour of this film is solid. It keeps building. It gets character depth. You actually see Emmanuel's character struggling with the fucking lust that she is burning with and that we yeah. are burning with watching this. This is a really well put together erotic film, man. Like, everything feels great about this. It's all coming up Millhouse. And even though we question whether or not the validity of a banana would actually work as a dildo, uh, it still makes for a hot scene with the implication. Right? Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, this it's, is... Uh, this is it's, a, it's a fun and exciting movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only complaint I have is there's not a lot of naked Laura Gemser in that, and that's really why we're coming to these films of yeah. the Emmanuel series that she stars in, but uh, the other lady is really, really working hard to make us really enjoy her devilish, impish ways. All the sex in it is like enthusiastically consensual in some cases that she's involved with because she's at least making sure that people are enjoying themselves and oh, so yeah. I mean, checking in. Listen, whoever plays Monica's doing this, she's the MVP. She's doing all the heavy lifting in this movie. Right, right. And we are enjoying it. It is excellent. And this is this is a erotic film that I feel like a general audience could probably feel okay with the idea that she has an uncanny talent of recognizing when someone has a lust that they're trying to deny and sort of manipulating them into admitting who they really are. If, yeah. If you go with that precept, you can really enjoy this film. I just want to keep stating that. That's that's a fact. 
All right, cool. Well, let's get into the final 30. Yeah, let's do it. All right, starting the final 30, uh, we see uh, Emmanuel. She's getting changed, and she starts uh, loving on her body a little bit. You know, just rubbing herself down. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, Everything's so much just fine. Yeah, uh, there's so much yeah. right with that, really. Yeah, exactly. Everything's good. So, uh, and then uh, she puts, she finds a 90 underneath her bed, and it has an M on it. So it's Monica's, and she puts it on. Well, Monica comes in, and that is our next clip. How dare you put your nightgown under my pillow? Oh, why are you wearing it? Are we going to fight with each other over a silly nightgown? After all, no one can see you. I'm here because something terrible has happened, something really awful. Well, let's hear it. What is this awful thing? Renee, how do you dare to speak to me about that maniac? This is serious. Please, won't you let me tell you? Yes, tell me. He wants Anna brought to the tower tonight. What? He says, unless I bring her to the tower, he will come and get her. You know what he's like, don't you? She's a child. She's also a virgin. At least as far as men are concerned. That's what he says. It's only because he's never known a virgin that he wants to make love to her. That's what makes it so tempting. Tell me how to act, sister. Tell me what to do. Very well. Don't worry. I'll go and talk to him. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, that's evil and manipulative. Oh, yeah. It's the fucking worst, isn't it? <laughs> in the context of this film though she knows that that's the only thing that will make her use that excuse to go do what she needs to do that's what she's doing is tricking her into it because she knows she wants to do it anyway and she's just tricking her into doing what she wants <laughs> yeah exactly so then uh, Emmanuel goes to the tower and offers herself the dude has no idea what's happening but hey he's take he takes what he's being offered yeah like you would yeah no one's that dumb uh <laughs> We see the old man wakes up and he starts hearing something. So he starts getting dressed. Well, you see what he hears is Monica and her roommate. They headed over to the tower and they're watching E and that dude go at it. And then they start fucking themselves. Um, then, uh, Emmanuel and the guy finish and she goes there. Now you can leave Anna alone. And dude's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. I don't know who Anna is. So Emmanuel getting smart enough that she's being played. Um, like a fiddle, like a fiddle. Yep. And so then the old man busts in with his gun and he chases the two girls away. Emmanuel is able to duck out, but drops Monica's nighty. The old man finds it, chases it. All the girls run into the school where all the other girls meet up with them and the nuns which leads uh to a meeting with the head nun and our next clip so you two girls insist that the gardener made indecent proposals to you which you righteously refused and as an act of vengeance he came after you with a shotgun yes sister cecile oh, oh, girl, <laughs> of this obscene garment. <laughs> Reverend Mother, be quiet. We'll hear from you later. <laughs> he says he has no idea what this is. When he found it, he says he thought it was a cat. This is the devil's mischief. Mother Superior, you should know that I'm the guilty one. Reverend Mother, I have to make a terrible confession. Silence, I said. This is not the moment to confess anything, my child. Let's hear from the accused. Monica, what do you have to say? I confess that I was seduced by the old man who's the gardener, while Anna had the strength to resist. She's a virgin, but I was conquered by sensual lust, unable to resist the temptations of the flesh. Silence, child. We have been clasping a serpent to our bosom. Now, hear the sentence. This miserable sinner, Girolamo Colenio, must be released immediately. <laughs> And as for Monica Katsabriga, she is hereby expelled from the convent. And Anna Celestini has taken yet a further step towards eternal salvation. Amen. 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 So, uh, Emmanuel then takes Monica uh, back to the train station, but stops the car and lights up a smoke, and that leads to our final clip. What are you stopping here for? What's gotten into you all of a sudden? We'd better hurry or we'll miss the train. Sister Emmanuel. Come on, please, let's go. 
Dear Monica, you might have had a great time, but I assure you I didn't. You've tried to destroy my sense of what's right and my sense of duty to get me to sin, to throw away my conscience. You played with me like a cat with a mouse, forcing me to lie, to betray the Christian religion, to become your accomplice in your corrupt games. Now I'm going to teach you, teach you who Emmanuel is and how she reacts to such treatment. What are you doing? Where are you taking me? All right, drags her into the shed that uh, that they originally met in, you know, that they originally met the dude in. Yep. Uh, and uh, ties her up, well, undressing her pretty much, and then ties her hands up. And then Renee comes out, and he and Emmanuel start to go get at it, making Monica very, making Monica watch, and she's very unhappy about it because she wants to, to have it. Uh, so then Monica does ask, could I join? And Emmanuel gets up, and she goes, oh, yeah, it's definitely your turn grabs a thing of fire like a, a stick that's on fire and then goes to burn uh pubes. monica's yeah pubes uh area and then we cut to emmanuel's on the train she wakes up and we see everything since they boarded the train at the beginning of the movie has been a dream and monica wakes up and she says she feels like she has a she was burned right around the crotch area so monica gets to the convent and it's totally different uh than how she got there in the dream she's very nice she's polite to everyone She's excited to meet all the other people. She seems like an actual fairly normal person who's trying to get their life on track now instead of the evil devil imp that she was before. Emmanuel then goes to her room. And as Monica is being shown the place, Emmanuel comes out in her street clothes. So you know, it's serious. She's street clothes. She stops, smiles at Monica like a knowing smile while Monica sits there going, having no idea what the hell's going on. And then she leaves the convent. Roll credits. Yeah. So this is why I'm saying the precept of the evil character that is basically getting everyone to do what they really want to do anyway was essentially Emmanuel working out her own sinful, lustful desires upon hearing what this girl had done that why yeah. she's being sent to the convent. And uh, she did it through her own subconscious and we were witness to it. And what a great fantasy fuck film to create, man. This is so much yeah, fun it was, to watch. Uh, this was a nice time. And this Everyone should have been pretty happy about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, really dug it. Um, I really like the idea that there's this little temptress coming in and that this is yet another origin story for how Emmanuel became the globe-trotting sexual prowess goddess that she became. And maybe that's in the middle of Emmanuel's story. Like, <laughs> so she was the globe-trotting, you know, sexual person. Now she wanted to get away from that. But now she realized, hey, man, that's who I am. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really cool uh, Emmanuel tale without it really being being an Emmanuel tale, it's more like her experience into bringing her in sexually. And I liked it more than the black Emmanuel film, the way that that, um, oh, yeah. that world sort of engulfed her and she got in, she enjoyed that, uh, mostly because there's some sacrilege to it. There's nuns having sex and, uh, the schoolgirl atmosphere with the schoolgirls doing naughty things and the nuns wanting to punish them and all of that kind of stuff. That all just fucking works for me. Cause all of that for me is it's a thing. Totally. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You're into punishment and that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> sort of yeah <clears throat> the more you make me tr or try to make me feel ashamed for being a naughty little boy the more this naughty little boy likes it <laughs> that's all right saying. then yeah it, it's the absolute truth but this is a total joy of a film uh this is the one i'm going to go back to out of all the ones that we've watched so far and emmanuel in bangkok is really only for the special times and i would highly recommend that you watch that while alone because there's no way of you can explain away the ping pong scene y you know what i'm saying yeah yeah right because yeah the ping pong scene you can't top that <laughs> that gets that's that's out there so um i think this film is definitely the one that like if you were watching it again and you got caught you could explain away most of it as hey this is an erotic fantasy dream that the character's having the entire time so yes it gets a little insane but it's because it's someone working out repressed desire in a dream yeah it's a fever dream right. pretty much yeah it's a repressed desire lack of fever. a better right a sexual fever <laughs> the only cure yeah, for it is me doing a Christopher Walken impression. The only cure is more Laura Jensner. <laughs> well, I'm done. I'm spent. Uh, this was a total blast of a film to totally yes, talk about. This is awesome. I really this is really good it. shit. Yeah. This is yeah. this is the stuff. This is what we're all here for. One hundred percent. 
Um, the, oh, er- yeah. the eroticism was relatively healthy, and uh, except for the manipulative lying thing. But as I said, this was a person who was essentially not wanting to admit their own desires in the nunnery and what they were being driven to do. So I really like the way that this film delivers that. Um, yeah. She projected her own lustful desires she couldn't control onto the character of Monica upon meeting her. Yes. And that, I also like that. So that uh, you kind of see that this is what she, this is her own shit that she's got to deal with. See, so, and she put it all on Monica in her dream. Now, I would say that what is real, for me, in the film, what is real is, they go and pick her up, they learn about what it is that she's doing. She knows she's on her way to a convent. She is actually kind of coming on to the nun. I think that part was real. No, that... that yeah, that, the, everything before they fell asleep on the train was real. So, right. yes, she did she blew fall in love with the nun, or got into the, the, got into the nun. Right, and I think her seeing the guy with the blowjob was real too because she actually interacts with the sister who's peeing on the train. You know? Yes, I, yes. I, I think th- that was definitely real. Yeah, she did see a blowjob on that yeah, train. Yeah, I think that's and I think basically that sexual connotation of seeing the girl strip having desire for her herself and then seeing the girl doing something sexual when it was something that she also had a very fond sexual memory about that she flashes back to later. I think yeah. that's what causes this fever dream of of like the sexual desires where her fucking ego is like, you know, super ego or id, whatever it is that's supposed to be the back of your head. I don't, I'm not a fucking psychologist, but the part of you that drives you to be like, you gotta fuck that shit. That part of her <laughs> brain is being projected onto Monica in her dream with her realizing that she can't take it anymore. She needs to be a sexual being. And wow, that's art, baby. I really dug this film. Yeah, that was really good shit. It really was. Yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a startling contrast from the bullshit that we had to cover last week, man. That that release right? was yeah. no, no release. No shit. This film like, is, that, that was fucking terrible. Yeah, this film is all released 100%. And speaking of that, why don't we move on to a story time? <laughs> all right. All right, let's release them from us being really perverts about this film. So up next on the Pirate Radio Edit is Wendy O. Williams with the song Bump and Grind and then after that we'll have a little bit of story time. about a female singing some things about female desire that makes you feel like maybe you might be a little unsafe but you still like it anyway when they say bump and grind with me yeah yeah, right (laughs) all good yep everything about this episode is all coming up millhouse my friend yeah everything's coming up us except for a story time that means i'm gonna have to rack my brain on (laughs) well let's uh give a little theme song and see what we can come up with for our story time Do you have anything that might fit around with the film or have anything to do with a story time in any way, shape, or form that you think you can come up with really quickly? No. Okay. Uh, give me a second here. No, I, you, do you have anything? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go first right. this time. All right. Because I think I got the beginnings of something. So. All right. So um, finding uh, sexual compatibility and uh, lots of heat in the middle of a retreat for wayward Christian soldiers is actually a story I have to tell. <laughs> 
Really? All right. I'm listening. Okay. Do it. <laughs> okay. Um, when I was young, my mom wanted my sister and I to always have like a vacation thing that she could do where we could just kind of go away and get away from it all. She wanted us to have at least that because she thought, you know, people get vacations. My kids should have one too. And yeah. the way that she was able to give that to us is she would get us a week at a Christian summer camp. And I mean Christian summer camp, which really isn't a retreat. What it is is seven days a week for the week that you stay there, you go to church every morning and every night. That's not a retreat for oh, the kid. That that's is, not a retreat. No. So what essentially it is, is a um, backsliders beware. We're going to send your kids to this camp and, you know, save their souls by worshiping God constantly. You know, like at least when yeah. I'm at home, I only have to deal with church twice a week. This was twice every day. We're all children of Christ. No, we are absolutely not. Now, there is a time in my life where I was an atheist without knowing that was the word for what it was. What I yeah. was was what everyone always called a doubting Thomas all the time whenever I would raise any single question. And I was supposed to be muted about that quite a bit. It wasn't until I had someone at this specific Christian camp confront me about this disbelief and tell me that, well, you must be an atheist because you don't think God is real. And did you know that God doesn't believe in atheists? And I said, what's an atheist? And they're like, you, you don't really believe in God. You don't believe in this. And so from that day forth, I had the word that gave the strength to what I am. Right. Now, yeah. this same Christian school or this same Christian camp that I went to, there was a time when I was like in my early teens, let's say 13 or 14-ish right? And um, I meet a girl who is also kind of in the similar vein that I'm at, where she's not super religious and is sort of forced to go to same said Christian retreat. And there's some fun camping stuff to do, but again, church twice a fucking day. <laughs> and there's like a free time where you don't really have anything that you're supposed to do, but you're all supposed to stay in like with a certain area. Well, this girl and I have been talking, we've been kind of hanging out, and then we kind of wander off away from this certain area on this free time, and we start making out. We're getting hot and heavy in the woods and, you know, enjoying camp life. Like, this is the part where Jason Voorhees is about to come out and slash yeah. us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's coming for you. Right. So we're we're in this really beautiful spot, like far away from where anybody can kind of see. We're overlooking this lake that's on this camp. And we're just like necking and going after it and like hands start going places like up shirts and into pants and stuff like that between us. And we're really getting hot and heavy and like really making out and like, you know, starting to round some bases here, if you know what I'm saying, at this yeah. like wayward Christian retreat for like kids, you know, like to try and bring you back to God. It's like fat camp for loss of uh, Christianity, right? And we're fucking yeah. sitting in the middle of this camp sinning and it must be like a black plague stain because we get sweaty warmed upon eventually where someone comes and screams at us and like makes me walk one direction or her walk the other direction. It was like super fucking pissed. And they kept us away from each other like for the rest of camp because they were fucking terrified. And I was watched like a fucking hawk, but I'll tell you what. Oh God, was it worth it? <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's got to be able to do something. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to have like, you know, a break in the Jesusness, don't you? <laughs> I always needed a break in the Jesusness, And yes, that was a wonderful experience. And I won't say your name, but if you hear this and you, you know who you are, thank you. Um, you made camp worthwhile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, uh, you made camp go very, very good for, uh, court. So thank you. <laughs> All right. We, you, Court, court you, thanks you for everything. If you don't have anything, we can just move on. That's fine. But I didn't know if. Maybe All right, let's just sparks. move on. Yeah, I don't have anything that's going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> uh, dear penthouse. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and play the ending Legion promo. And then after that, we're going to have the plasmatics once again with the song sex junkie. And we're going to close out this fucking show right after all this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion podcast network, like cinema psyops, cinema beef, devour the podcast, Duncan and Bo come correct, exploding heads, horror movie podcast, Friday the 13th, get slayed, the hell mean power hour. Hello. This is the doom show. Hero, hero, go show. Kill the cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, 
Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. treat them like that but uh you know if you don't mind a little discipline that song's all right by you i think (laughs) a little discipline (laughs) you must be disciplined (laughs) only when you're naughty absolutely you know what i'm saying jesus christ if you'd like to find the other instances where i let my own kinks leak out onto the air with the past 432 times that has occurred can be found at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast and then if you'd like to discuss it with me on the legion discord chat please don't that'll probably gross some people out but you could probably reach out to me directly as court psyops on facebook but also i don't know if i'd really want to talk about it there because really i'm very sheepish in real life and kind of embarrassed about myself i mean listen people want to reach out to you court they want to know the real court so maybe you can help them out a little bit (laughs) all the story times really letting everybody know about the real court (laughs) ah the real court (laughs) well you can also reach out to the facebook group cinema psyops then there's the facebook page of cinema psyops that's how the memes get shared in reverse order all the way back to the instagram feed where it originates as cinema underscore psyops all of that is just stuff that is a prelude for me to get to the real point which is for you to kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch and enjoy the plasmatics put your love in me as you do it Recording in progress. All right, we are ready to rock and or roll. I just need a and roll. <laughs> I just need a moment. Well, I'll just do a little bit of the theme song and then we'll just get going here. Three, two, one. It's inappropriate. There's step. It's not blood relation. It's fine. Yeah, but then she's married to the world's father. It's fine. Some families share things. You. you uh, I know. I have a fucked up way about me. Let's move on. Uh, God damn it. You fucking gross. Anyway. What are you doing, stepbrother? What are you doing? Yeah, oh, no. I'm stuck in the washing machine. Oh, God. Let's see here. All right. So then uh, they board a train and that is, or hold on. Okay. One, two, three.
that is just stuff that is a prelude for me to get to the real point, which is for you to kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch and enjoy the plasmatics. Put your love in me as you do it. <laughs> All right, we're good. All right. <sighs> okay, and uh, done. Woo. Recording stopped.